Welcome to My Crazy Office Podcast with the authors of Working With You Is Killing Me, Working For You Isn't Working For Me, and Mean Girls At Work. Kathy Elster and Katherine Crowley. They are committed to creating world peace, one crazy office at a time. And now, here are Kathy and Katherine. Hey everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So listen, the world is changing at a rapid race. Excuse me. <laughs> okay, that's not good. Let's start over. All right, want me to completely start over? No, I'll just start over. Okay. Hey, everyone, I'm Kathy Elster. And I'm Katherine Crowley, and welcome to My Crazy Office. So we all know the world is changing at a rapid pace. The pandemic shook up the way we do our business, our daily work routines, and how we think about work. Oh, yeah. Yep, the workplace has changed. And how we related to work has changed because we've had time to consider what's truly important. Yeah. And then if you just add war, inflation, political unrest, and social justice movements, and we've got a very chaotic environment. Yeah. So with so much change comes a lot of uncertainty, and that's what we want to talk about today, dealing with uncertainty. Yeah. So let me just, you know, we'll throw out a couple of examples. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a client who's a tech startup and he raised a lot of money, but honestly, he has no idea whether all of his efforts are going to pan out. Mm -hmm. Where in the previous years, you could sort of figure it out. He has no idea. Yeah. What about uh, another client I have? She works for a very large institutional organization, 150 years old, Mm. a new CEO came in and is shaking things up and she doesn't even know whether her department, it will be eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bucket full of uncertainty. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of uncertainty where she really knew her job was very secure prior. Yeah. I have a client who works for an international financial institution and they're undergoing radical changes brought on by the sanctions placed in Russia mm. and Russian oligarchs. So he's wondering how will this affect his company's future and his job? Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. And then there's another client who works for a state-run university and sees that the new dean will be taking the university in a new direction that she and her colleagues don't agree with. Oh, boy. So there's unpleasant uncertainty on the approach. Wow. Those are just four examples that we have. Um, I mean, things as uncertain as your work schedule and virus outbreaks and climate change, we can add those to the mix. And so we're all dealing with a lot of uncertainty. How do you manage uncertainty at your job or in your industry? Kathy? Yeah. Well, what I've been saying to all my clients, because it's very difficult and it's not, it's no easier for us. I mean, we're, we're going through it also. I always say, look, you know, you can only control what you can control. So Mm -hmm. what is in your control? And, you know, quite a lot, actually, there's a lot that people can do that they were forgetting about because they can't solve the bigger issues. They tend to forget, oh, wait a minute, I do have control over this meeting. Who gets hired? you know, what the, you know, I, I have ideas that there are ways to stay, to keep your career somewhat in perspective. Uh huh. So, you know, we've got a bunch of ideas and let's, I'll just start with the first one. We believe you do need to make sure that you have downtime. 
mm-hmm. because when you're you're feeling uncertain, you're feeling very stressed, and you are worked up quite a lot. Uh, maybe I'm talking about myself, but I think <laughs> probably most people. So it's important not to work 24 seven. We want you to really, you know, take breaks. So stop working at a decent hour, make sure to have dinner with friends or with family. Don't forget to, to, um, have dinner every night Mm -hmm. and identify the ways that you can relax. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll ask clients, you know, well, how do you relax? And they have to think. Yeah. They, they, and then I have clients where they have plenty of ideas, but <laughs> it, most of us have to think about it and, the, and we haven't felt relaxed in some time. Yeah. So a lot of what I hear is, well, reading, I like to read or uh-huh. I like watching TV or yeah. going, going for a long walk. I've been hearing that one a lot. Yeah. I love these ideas. Yeah. And knitting is one that has been coming up a lot. Also, I guess during the pandemic, people took up knitting Mm -hmm. or crocheting. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people love cooking and that can be a really strong focus where you forget about what's going on around you because you have to pay attention dealing with fire. Yeah. Uh, Some people like drawing. A lot of people like uh, jigsaw puzzles Mm -hmm. and video games. So what is it that... um, relaxes you and will give you downtime. Everybody's different. Yeah. And so if you just start thinking about that and writing it down for yourself, what is it that you can do? And can you stop work at a decent hour? It's important to do that. Yeah. I think it's so important to realize too, that when faced with uncertainty, usually our brains get very activated and stressed. And so the tendency is actually not to take downtime, to feel like what I have to do is think about it more and more and more and work on it more and more longer hours. And so these suggestions you're making, Kathy, are so essential because you actually are going to have better ideas with the downtime. I I really believe that, that when you can separate yourself from the stress Mm -hmm. and you can maybe read a book or watch a funny TV show um, or go for a long walk and maybe have pleasant conversation with somebody, it's amazing how when you go back, you do have a fresher perspective. Yeah. And we need downtime. It's important. Yeah. And that downtime can lead to the second point we wanted to make, right? Which is finding ways to get centered. Mm -hmm. And so, because what we're talking about here is finding ways that you can kind of pull your energy back in after it's been, after you've been distracted or irritated or stressed out. And so some of the things, I mean, the obvious thing that we might suggest is meditating, uh, for some people, I actually really like to do morning pages that centers me at the, I do it at the start of the day, which is some journaling. Uh, you may feel centered if you get a massage, or maybe you feel centered after you do yoga, or maybe listening to music or playing music centers mm-hmm. you, brings mm-hmm. you back to yourself. Working in the garden, we have a mm-hmm. client who's an avid gardener, and that really brings her home to center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And spending time outside, maybe in nature. Um, you mentioned the walk before walking can also be centering. If you, um, if looking around, taking in, taking deep breaths, appreciating the beauty of nature helps calm you down and bring you back to yourself. Yeah. I also think all of these, you know, ways of centering yourself, you want to quiet yourself down. You want to quiet, I guess, the central nervous system and be able to hear, excuse me, what, you know, what your own heart is saying. Yeah. And you know, what is important to you rather than all of the noise, there's so much noise. 
Yes. And the other part of that is we were taking a third point, which is finding ways to calm your system down, which often you need to do before you can actually get centered, right? It's true. And that really has to do with doing things that purge energy that doesn't belong to you, Mm -hmm. right? Because we take in the chaotic, frenetic, uncertain, anxious energy that is around us. And so finding ways to calm your system down usually is about getting that energy out. We call it emotion is energy in motion. Mm -hmm. And so ways to do that could include um, fitness, like doing your workout. If you have one, going to the gym, working with a trainer, playing sports of some kind, it can be a great release and a great way to focus on something completely not work or politics related and really calm your system down. And then there's bathing, taking a bath. Some people love baths. Some people yeah. like showers. Some people like saunas. But things that, you know, where you're um, you're literally physically cleansing your system. Running may be something for you. I've talked to quite a few people for whom that is a cleanser. And then um, talking to an expert. And sometimes that can really help to decompress, to really describe all the factors that you're juggling and have someone who hopefully is centered themselves reflect back to you what's actually happening, uh, help you break down your problems and come up with some specific things that you can do. I would also say to maybe avoid the people that activate you or the people that have a contrarian point of view that upset you because there's a lot of that right now. And I've had to really separate myself from a lot of those people that are negative and the world's coming is going to fall apart and the war, you know, they, they they can be really negative and that's not good. Yes. Uh, It's not going to fall apart. It's, you know, it's pretty strong. That's so interesting you say that, Kathy, because that one way to calm your system down could also be refraining Mm -hmm. from, let's say there are certain news uh, outlets that really get you going or, you know, other kinds of stimulating media that agitate you, that don't help you. And so just take, it's not don't ever listen again, but it's more like you may need to take breaks in order to calm your system down because they are designed to get you riled up. Well, we have news 24 seven and you don't really, you don't, it's all repetitive. You don't need to hear it a million times over and over again. So I think that's more what you're saying. Yeah. Um, So I think finally, the last piece of advice is to break down the changes that you may have to make into smaller pieces. Cause sometimes mm-hmm. I'll say to people, all right, where's your resume? Let's get going. Yeah. And it takes them a really long time. So all you, you know, take it step by step, find the resume. That's a yeah. good step. Let's celebrate. And then read your resume, you know, break it down into smaller pieces. You yeah. don't have to do it all at once. And yes. you know, the only way to accomplish anything is to do it piecemeal. It's yeah. to just take steps any steps are going to pay off in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. And sometimes it's hard to get people off their duffs to get that going. But, you know, maybe it's that you have to have an important phone conversation. Yeah. So just look at your calendar and see when you can have it. Uh, maybe, you know, book it out three months from now so that you have time to before you actually do it. Yeah. But just, you know, break down all of the things you have to do into doable tasks. Yeah. And before you know it, you'll, you'll, you'll get things done. I'd love to give a concrete example of, of that as well for um, a client of mine who 
over the pandemic gained quite a bit of weight and therefore felt very intimidated to go to even look for other work because he wasn't happy with his appearance. Mm -hmm. And so he had to just start with, okay, what's one thing I can do? And he started um, walking on a treadmill like five minutes a day, but that he could build, he could start with that and build on it and eventually got to a place where he did in fact change his diet and, you know, feel significantly better in his body. But it had yeah. to start with just one manageable thing because I, taking yeah. off 30 pounds was impossible to imagine. I, I think any kind of fitness or health stuff, that that you have to do slowly. Yeah, you, yeah, you can't just jump right in and be fabulous at it. You have yeah. to. Yeah, you got to build up to it. But I think that's true with a lot of things. Yes. I mean, if you're uncertain about whether you want to leave your job, maybe you're not happy with the direction of the organization, or maybe they won't let you work from home, whatever it is, you know, you don't have to move today. You can move in a year from now or six yeah. months from now, but you have to start taking the actions. Yes. And I'm thinking one thing you could do too, if you have a co a colleague in another place, another company or a coworker who shares your concern is you could, you could be like action buddies for each other, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and spur each other to take these small steps, mm -hmm. either investigate options or find out what's really going on. So just finally, I want to say we're all dealing with uncertainty. It's, uh, it's just where we are right now. Um, it, that's just where we are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we want to be able to have control over what we do have control over. We're not going to change everything. We don't have control over everything that's going on, but we yeah. do have control over ourselves. We do. And I'm going to repeat the points just because I'm a summarizer. Make sure that you have downtime, find ways to get centered, find ways to calm your system down so that you can hear your own voice and then break down the changes you may have to make or want to make into smaller pieces. Excellent. So that's it for this podcast. Um, be sure to uh, follow us on Instagram and tweet us at AskK2 if you have any thoughts or comments on this subject. Yes, and if you want to join our email list, text us at 228-28 and write my crazy office, all one word. That's 228-28, my crazy office. Finally, please send any questions or stories to info at mycrazyoffice.co. Bye-bye. My Crazy Office is produced in New York City at K-Squared Studios. Stay crazy.